Hey guys, it's Heinz and Nana here on the Trent Young Adults podcast. We are back. We made it to episode two. Yeah, they they heard the first one and they didn't hate it, yeah. so we're back. We're here in the studio uh, recording it. If you don't if you don't know us, I'm Heinz. Uh, I, I'm a graphic designer and stuff like that. And I'm here with Nana. I am Nana and I am a research technician. I already talked about that. Um, and my favourite colour is green. <laughs> oh, I'm going to throw my favourite colour in there. It's British racing green. It's a very oh, specific okay. green for me. Any of the green is not worth yeah, it. Yeah, lime green, get out. But British racing green, <laughs> come talk to me. It's lovely. Oh, man. What are we talking about, Hines? Not green. Yeah, so uh, we're carrying on our first series, which we're diving a little bit deeper into Transvision for 2022, which is one body, one purpose. And it's all taken out of this verse in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 4.16. And it says, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And last time we chatted about connection. uh, And this week, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into discipleship. Discipleship, which is a very Christian word. And we're going to talk into what that means and what that means for us um, and just all the different stuff involved around discipleship. But before we do that, Heinz, do you mind praying for us? Amen. Yeah, Jesus, um, help us. I pray that... We would, um, through what I pray that through what we say in this podcast, you would help us all to look more like you and be more like you. Amen. Amen. Okay, so discipleship. What does that mean for you personally, Heinz? Like, what is the word discipleship to you? What is the word discipleship to me? I think it's kind of, I guess, like I was maybe saying a second ago, like looking and being more like Jesus. Yeah. So having more of His character and doing the stuff that he did i think is like a little neat little way of summing it up yeah i think what were you um i'm gonna give you a little bit of a uh, rs lesson or re lesson depending on what kind of school you went to um <laughs> and the way i've always thought about discipleship in terms of um basically in the bible you'd have people who were rabbis um which is what jesus was and they would recruit people to follow them and they would be their disciples so jesus had disciples john the baptist had disciples different um, pharisees and people had disciples and these um disciples would follow this rabbi around for their their whole ministry um listening to how they taught like having like eating with them and just doing life with them so that they would learn everything that they had to give so these disciples would eventually become rabbis. Um, if I'm completely wrong and you're a theology student, just just mind your business, okay? Wow. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but yeah, like the, in my the, from what I understood from GCSERS, um, that yeah, the, the goal was to eventually become a rabbi yourself and then have your own disciples. That it was generally the idea of discipleship is being um, is learning to then teach, um, being discipled to disciple. Um, that generally you are that you're following someone to eventually look like them and to eventually do what they do. Um, and in Christianity, that someone is Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I think, that, to be fair, I think that that's helpful because I think like discipleship or other people call this sort of thing like formation yeah. isn't like a uniquely Christian thing. Yeah. Like, I think it's a human thing. Uh, where, like I've heard people talk about it, like we're all being formed into someone uh, and I guess our choice is who and what is forming us. And yeah, so I guess yeah. for like, if it's not Jesus, it's going to be someone else. It might be the culture around us or yeah. it might be that business guru you follow on Instagram sure. or, or whatever. And I guess for us as Christians, discipleship is choosing for that person to be Jesus and saying, hey, I want to look more like you. I want to look, I want to be more like you mm. um, and kind of choosing to set ourselves at Jesus's yeah. feet. 
So yeah. do you want to talk us through your like personal discipleship journey and what that's looked like for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think, like I said in the last podcast, I grew up through church. I came up through Trent Youth and stuff like that. And I think, I don't know, I don't know if you probably, you probably wouldn't really have called me a disciple. Like I kind of came to church and uh, the rest of the week forgot about it, basically. So I wasn't necessarily trying to become anyone. I definitely wasn't trying to become more like Jesus. And so uh, that was kind of like what a lot of my teenage years looked like. And then uh, like I remember, I remember like uh, there was like this one youth leader, I think he was my small group leader and me and him, we went to the driving range and as we were there like hitting the golf balls and stuff, he was like, hey, Heinz, I've been thinking like, uh, would you want me to become your mentor? Like we could talk together, pray together, like we could like chat about stuff. Like, would you be up for it? And I just turned around and I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Oh I, I don't need that. Um, His poor heart. He must have been devastated. Uh, yeah, bless him. Um, I'm glad I wasn't my youth leader. But <laughs> clearly I was deluded. Like I needed it. I still need it. <laughs> but I think that gives you like a little bit of a picture of like where my heart was at with discipleship. I mm. kind of thought church was just a thing I come to and it doesn't really matter for the rest of my life. But sure. actually, um, so yeah, I tur turned him down in that moment. And then uh, when I was like 18 is when I properly, I think, encountered Jesus properly for myself. Mm -hmm. And I started reading the Bible. And as I was reading the Bible, I, was, I think I realized that if this is all real, that what I'm reading actually impacts my life and my life needs to look different yeah. because of it. And so that that's when I think I started taking it a little bit more seriously uh, and started actually trying to look a bit more like Jesus and be a little bit more like him. I don't know. That's me. What about you? Yeah. Um... Yeah, similar to you in that, like, grew up in sort of a Christian environment um, and going to church and got very, like, like, I was Christian, but not necessarily being discipled or um, growing in my faith. Um, and most of my, like, discipleship has come through um, being like other people. Um, but also, same thing in that time when I wasn't necessarily being discipled, that it wasn't even, like, I didn't know who Jesus was for myself. I wasn't actually pursuing Jesus myself I was learning from what other people knew of Jesus so other people tell me the Bible says this and Jesus was like this and I'm like okay that's all I need to know and that's good enough for me um and it wasn't until like I got older and started facing difficult things and like actually needed to know like what does God actually say about this the things that you maybe struggle to ask um in public settings like I needed to know for myself which therefore meant that I had to um look into it myself I had to actually start growing for myself and actually growing in this faith and growing in um, what I believe about Jesus and what I believe about God um, and then taking the steps to look like Jesus um, and for me like my discipleship and sort of that going on that journey has come through being surrounded by people who are on that same journey mm. um, so it's not necessarily been in like a mental mentee relationship but rather in like friendships and in that um, like people who are also like in the same stage of life as me but also looking to growing discipleship and grow and look more like Jesus um like doing life with these people and like telling them what I'm going through and having them be invested in what I'm going through and them sort of helping me grow in that area and them inspiring me to want to look more like Jesus does that make sense yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean we've talked like through and we've, we've said a lot just like looking more like Jesus and becoming more like Jesus um but what does it actually practically look like in an everyday scenario like how does one do that yeah, yeah yeah and i think like i think it like a good place to start is if you just google jesus and then you get your hair cut like him <laughs> uh and get get some clothes like him yeah maybe a... just like stick on a fake beard if you can't grow one i get you we just we just stick some on and yeah, boom yeah. 
You look yeah. more like Jesus. No, I think, um, like, sorry, that was so unhelpful. <laughs> um, I think practically for me, it's like growing in my character to, I don't know, have the fruits of the spirit mm. and like love, Name peace, them all. love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Was there, is there any more? Love, joy. You meant joy. Joy. I think, I think I that's it. That. I, think I don't that know. You went love peace. I think you like went. all of, all of those plus the rest that, that, <laughs> I, that I forgot. Like um, at base level, it was like growing growing in all of that yeah. and um, being more like Jesus and like I don't know kindness and and whatever. Mm. Uh, but then it's also doing the stuff that he did. And so yeah. like Jesus, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he uh, cast out demons. He he did he did all that stuff, and he commissioned his disciples to do the same. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we speak a lot about the first set. We talk a lot about our character and stuff like that, which is obviously super important. Mm. But I think it's also remembering that Jesus calls us to do the stuff that he did. Yeah, definitely. Too. That's so good. I think, yeah, you're right. Like, it's so easy for us to to not think about, like, the the stuff that he did as looking more like him. That it's where he's like, oh, I just need to change my personality or, or whatever it is. Mm. But actually, there are actions to what Jesus did. Um, and he was, and it was supernatural. And he gave us that authority to do the supernatural and we should step out in it. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, and I think part of also what Jesus did is making disciples. Like I mentioned before, like we are disciple to disciple um, that what we learn, we should then teach. Um, so part of looking like Jesus is teaching other people what you've learned, teaching other people um, and helping other people grow to look more like Jesus as well. Um, I'm trying to think like in terms of something about Jesus that really stands out to me that I've always wanted to cling to was just how like you see it so obviously in the gospels how like generous he is like not just like he gives and stuff but he was so interruptible like how many of the stories is Jesus was on his way to this place and then this thing happened like it happens constantly where he's just constantly interrupted and that's when he does like the most amazing things um and that's something I'm trying to step into in my life to be someone who's interruptible um and it's not easy because we're all just busy um but that's like I think a worthwhile thing is maybe even picking it's not just like pick and choose what you want of Jesus but if you want to like zone into something like oh I want to grow in this area I want to grow in this thing that I see in Jesus that's something I'm trying to like work towards mm. um but I struggle in that is I think when we like start fixing okay I want to look like Jesus I want to look like Jesus it can quite easily become like we're striving for our faith like we're almost like a faith that is works and not necessarily like um faith-based that's mm. about um me working for Jesus's love how do we avoid that Heinz give us the answers <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know it's it's definitely a trap that I think all of us fall into I think for me just coming back and remembering the gospel of mm if I don't grow or change again ever in my life, God's not going to love me any less. He's yeah. still going to love me. I'm still chosen, still forgiven, that he has paid the price and that in his eyes I'm 100% righteous. I think so good. You got, you've got to remember all of that. And I think for me, there's a, this verse in Romans 12, 1, which I find super helpful. There's also a great album about, about <laughs> it if you want to have a listen to that one. It's on Spotify. Um, but it's... Uh, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God this is your true and proper worship and I find that so helpful that bit where it's like in view of God's mercy do yeah. all this stuff like because of everything that's God God's done because of everything of, of who God is give all of your life as a response to that yeah uh, and 
yeah, we're doing that as a response to God's mercy, not the other way around. Like it's not as if I'm pouring my life out trying to become someone and then God's going to pour out his mercy. Yeah, he's already definitely. he's already done that. And so uh, I think remembering all of that and that we, we get to live out the freedom that he's paid for already mm. is kind of where all of this comes from, not the other way around. Mm, that's really, really good. Yeah, and it makes me um, think about what Jesus said when he says, come to me all who are weary, mm. um, that he's... Like he's essentially saying that when we when we maybe are doing all these things, it can be exhausting. It can be difficult. Um, and in that, like he recognizes that and he says, just come and rest in me. Like don't necessarily um, just keep pushing through or just just keep trying. Actually, just rest and come to me and um, be with me and experience the fullness of the love I have for you. And then in that energy, in that strength that I have given you in from his spirit, then go forth and be disciples and make disciples of all, of all nations and all that stuff. Um, that it's not, um, it's not about just pushing through when we're tired, but actually yeah. resting in him. Yeah, and I think that's it. Like all of this has to, got to come with proximity to Jesus. Like mm. it's hard to become like someone that you're not close to or to like, yeah, to be like someone that you can't see. And I guess like all of this is done through like God's the one that does it right like yeah. it's through his power that I am changed yeah and so I think it's those times that we go off on our own and we try and become someone that we're like that's different to who we are now yeah. in our own strength that we're never going to get anywhere yeah. and so I think it's got to be with us being next to Jesus and yeah. it's through him that we yeah get to become more like him yeah yeah and I think like through those times with Jesus through those like intimate moments that's when we are more like solidified and more like to use another Christian word, like steadfast. Like we have a more solid foundation that we're not going to be just pushed by anything else. Like what you said earlier about how we are all being discipled by something, mm -hmm. that there is something that is going to be influencing us and teaching us about who we're becoming. Um, and if it's not Jesus, it will be something else. If you're not actively following Jesus, you'll be actively following something else. Mm -hmm. um, and like choosing Jesus and walking with Jesus like that it has to be an active decision to then you know make time for him and grow close to him and then um do what he did and act like he did um but yes like when we think about the things that maybe are i don't know pushing us away or are causing us to drift um what kind of things are those for you heinz yeah uh all sorts i think like tv is probably a thing like what i watch mm. um and probably like, i don't know like social media is surely a big one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what my screen time is, but it's not good. <laughs> I don't like looking at my screen time anymore. Like yeah. it actually just upsets me that I'm just like, I could lower my screen time, but I choose just not to look at it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't look at it. It's probably not good. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, I think part of it is that I use it as a distraction. And mm. so I just faff around on there. Mm. Um, but then also like, I guess you just, the, the world has its own story that it's telling and I guess social media is a reflection of that. And so yeah. like kind of seeing all of that. And I guess if you're not careful, you start to believe that story and, yeah. you, and you go with it. And um, so I think I've just got to re really keep an eye on what, what I'm seeing. And I guess through that as well, just like seeing friends who are like, I don't know, you can't see my hands, but successful with that comery thing that you do with your hands. <laughs> Quotation marks. Quotation marks. Comery thing. <laughs> Uh, who are successful like in the world's eyes of where they've got great jobs earning loads of money and if I'm not careful I can look at that and be like that that's what success looks mm -hmm. like but forgetting that actually Jesus of success is completely different and yeah. so I guess for me yeah 
all of that to say social media is probably a thing. What yeah. about you? I think um, for me, like a massive thing, and I think that is actually increasing my screen time is TV shows. Mm. Um, that like, they're so like, they're, I'm not saying that TV shows are a bad thing or movies are a bad thing or anything, not even close to. Um, but a lot of TV shows just have like an underlying message. Like they're just generally, like when you have an episode, they're teaching you something about the world and about um, people. Um, and sometimes it's true. Um, but sometimes it's like pushing a nice that maybe you don't know or maybe you're not, maybe isn't agreeing with the Bible. Um, and I think quite easily what happens in me is that I very quickly internalize these things. And I'm very quick to be like, ah, oh, this is true because this actor just showed me. So therefore <laughs> that must be fact. Um, and actually we should like bring those messages to God, like actually check those things with God that like if he is the absolute truth, then whatever they say has to align with that. And if it doesn't, then it's not true. Um, I think another thing that could be and that pushes people away from Jesus and is um, a real like risk, I guess, quotation marks <laughs> um, in my like career is careers. Like for me, um, I work in neuroscience and it, there's a real pressure to, to want to be the most successful neuroscientist who like has done all the biggest research and has something named after you. That is the dream. To get a brain area named after you <laughs> is the dream. <laughs> and there's like, it's very easy to then find my identity in that, that, um, who I am is like uh, the smartest person or like the best neuroscientist that's ever existed or whatever mm-hmm. um, and have that like career as my identity. And that can be something that very easily pushes me away from Jesus because I'm pursuing something that isn't him. I think with career, that's something that does pull me away from Jesus because it consumes my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think some people, it might be like family. Like if you're someone who maybe has kids, being careful to not be... Um, to not let that become your identity, that mm. even though that's so valuable and so, so good, that your identity is still, you are a child of God. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but actually, like, who you are is that you belong to Jesus, um, and that comes first above all else. And from there, you'll be an excellent mother or father, um, but knowing who you are first, and then letting that be, like, part of your discipleship, then to disciple your children. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. <laughs> but, like, I guess it, at the moment, this all feels quite doom and gloom. What, what, what do we do about that? Just give up, man. Life is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think, um, like I was saying, like catching it, like being aware, um, is like a Christian term is discernment, which is basically the ability to judge well. Um, so if you're aware in your head that something is maybe um, influencing you or pushing you away from Jesus and making you look a little less like Jesus, like catching that and bringing that to you and actually being like, ah, oh, does this align with what God says is true? Um, and maybe in some scenarios, getting rid of that thing like I think if it's tv show or social media like maybe fasting from these things and having a break from those things um can be helpful to then um to not let that pull you away from Jesus um and maybe for some people that's getting rid of it altogether um but again that's up to your own discernment (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you think what else could we do about this yeah I guess I guess looking back at Jesus life is helpful so Mm -hmm. he lived in a, a roman culture so it was, was a culture that wasn't like similarly to ours it wasn't necessarily putting god's values first or yeah. chasing after him and but he like he didn't run away from that he lived in it he yeah. uh he had a job he was a carpenter he didn't like run away and like live in the mountains um but he did have some practices that he regularly did that i think helped him kind of combat mm. uh that cultural pull and that cultural pressure so like he regularly went away and spent time alone with his father in heaven so like he'd go away and pray uh and he knew his scriptures impeccably so like he knew god's word really well and 
like probably a whole load of other things that I can't remember off the top of my head. But like, he did, <laughs> like he ha he had these practices in place that helped him kind of like fight against some of that pressure. Mm. Um, but then also like yeah, like you're saying, like in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about like if your right eye causes you to stumble, like gouge it out or or whatever. And I don't think he's telling us to chop our eyes out, or chop, <laughs> our, chop our hands off. But I think he is saying like if there is stuff in your life that you realize is like causing you to stray or is a bit of a stumbling block for you, like getting rid of that. Um, and I guess that means that we have to keep like, keep our eyes out for that stuff and realize yeah. what stuff is doing to us. Yeah. Um, like I remember when I was like a, a teenager, I was a teenager around the dubstep phase where that was like a thing. <laughs> uh, if, if you don't, yeah. I, I, I don't you do know give the vibe of someone who really loved dubstep. I'm not going to lie to you. Wob, 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 wob is kind of what it sounded like. But I remember like sitting on the bus listening to this music and like, man, I grew up in the least gangster part of Nottingham. Like I grew up in Woolerton. Like there's deer in the park there. And I'd somehow convinced myself that I was a gangster. And I'd be sat on this bus listening to dubstep and I'd be like, I'd have probably have like an angry look on my face and just be like <laughs> listening to the music. And like, that's like a, a weird example, but it shows that like what we consume does actually affect who yeah, we are yeah, and like yeah. what, what we do. And so like, I guess, yeah, having a real keen eye on like the things that, what things are doing yeah. to our, to our hearts is, yeah. is really important. I think like, obviously we, we will have blind spots. There's things that maybe like are affecting us and we're not even aware of it. And that's when, like we need people to actually see those blind spots and we need people to like call us out in love and to like tell us when there's something wrong. Um, and like, I think it's worth asking yourself the question, like who have you given permission in your own life to build you up in love, to um, call out the the things that maybe are affecting you negatively and pushing you further away from God? Um, like, who is, like who is discipling you, I guess, is the question asked here. Um, who's discipling you, Heinz? <laughs> Jesus, who's discipling me? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, a bunch of people really. So, like, I've got uh, like a bunch of friends who like, I regularly see um, who are quick to call stuff out and like small group. Um, like, I guess meeting together regularly, like with the same people, talking about uh, like, opening up about what what we're going through, where we're taking risks and stuff like that. And then I've got some like old friends as well who kind of like came to faith around the same time as me same sort of age and like like whenever I chat to them I just feel so excited about Jesus and like hearing them chasing after him makes me want to like live live it out more yeah. become more like him and so I think a mixture of people and then again yeah I've had like older people in my life speaking yeah, into my life sure. and that sort of thing as well what about you um for me it's not been it's not been a lot of older people um which is can be a really good thing but for me it's actually been more like like you said like friends like people who've been my age who've been um in a similar stage for me um so like one of my really good friends um she's someone who like speaks into my life and will call out if i'm like doing something that's actually really affecting me negatively like she's someone that i know i can count on to do that um my sister also does that for me as well like i have people in my life who like again are similar like life stage not necessarily um in a mental mentee relationship mm -hmm but are um, like like speaking into me. Because there's that thing that's like, oh, you're the sum of your five closest friends. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's worth thinking about because like if your desire is to look more like Jesus, if who you want to be is someone who looks more like Jesus, then it's important that the people, your five closest friends are people who are trying to look more like Jesus because um, they, are, they are adding to who you are. 
Um, so yeah, so that should be part of that journey is choosing, choose who your friends are, choose who are, who are close to you, who are discipling you. Um, and considering like, how do you do that well? How do you do like those relationships well? Um, you know, how to answer that? How do you do that well? <laughs> how do I have friends well? Yeah. <laughs> how do you do friendships well? I need to know. I need to find some friends. <laughs> I mean, how do you do like friendship discipling well? Yeah, I get like, I don't know. Again, I guess looking at Jesus, like he he had these 12, 12 guys that were following him around or 13 guys or whatever. And like they lived life together. They went to parties. They, um, I don't know gave out bread they they hung out on hillsides um but then he'd also like they'd have those spaces where they where they'd have those chats and i guess like it's hard to see the blind spots in people of like if you if you don't spend that much time with mm. them and so i guess it's keeping yourself open to that sort of stuff and like i don't know i think a real thing for your 20s is like you graduate uni or you just get older or whatever and your friends start moving away getting jobs yeah. and maybe some of those friendships that you had where you pointed each other closer to jesus uh if you're not careful those people can move away and you're like oh who what am i left with and i think for me that for me that was the case and i think i hit mm. a point where i realized that just because they're not in the same city doesn't mean that that friendship needs to die so yeah. i think <laughs> like, i've got i've got some people like that that i still every now and then we ring up and i'm yeah. like oh gosh i've done this thing or like i'm really struggling with this yeah. or whatever and then um kind of get their advice or or input on it and so i don't know i don't even know if i've answered your question but i think for me that that was definitely a thing and i'm sure for mm. some people in our ya community that that must be a thing mm, yeah, yeah yeah you definitely answered my question i think like what you basically like it's intentionality um even if there is distance having that intentionality in that um and if you are best friends and you do everything together taking that taking time for that everything part of that everything to be intentional discipleship asking the hard questions and checking in to say how you're doing how you're really doing and how they're yeah. really doing um, and holding each other accountable and helping each other look more like jesus yeah. yeah and i think that whole speaking the truth in love thing is important as well like mm. i was thinking about this the other day of like the whole speaking truth in love like i always feel really negative about that like Are i don't sure? know why whether it's just a me thing but when I hear someone say speak the truth in love, immediately my brain goes to like, they're going to tell me that I suck, that I smell <laughs> and I need to brush my teeth. But actually, I think like friendships and discipleship needs to look more than that of where the truth is also that you are loved, you are chosen, mm. you are righteous. Yeah, and I definitely. think discipleship works really well when people call that stuff out and you remind you of who God has created you to be yeah. and what what the gospel means for your life. And they also nudge you in those areas yeah. where maybe your life doesn't reflect, like, reflect that. Don't forget that it's also important to disciple. That as we've been talking, that is also important to be someone who is um, teaching and um, helping other people. And um, like from what you've learned and what you're like receiving in, you should then give out um, and like help people. I think I heard, I don't know who said this, but I, the person I heard say it was someone from church. Um, <laughs> and basically like, you want the people you're discipling to be where you are before you. Does that make sense? I don't think I said that properly. Like, <laughs> basically. I've got no idea what you're on about. <laughs> basically, if I'm discipling someone who's 18, right. I want them to know everything I know before they end up being 23. Yeah. Which is how old I am. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, so, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Now that makes sense. Okay, cool. That you want them to get to where you are faster. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, definitely. So, it's like a... It's almost like a dance, like a hands up the people who are discipling you, um, like mentor-mentee relationships, hands out the people who are next to you, 
um, friendships and those intentional friendships and hands down the people you are discipling and you are feeding into um, all of those are like super super valuable and then let's talk about some actions what do these guys need to do what what can are they just listening to this for fun yeah, what yeah, now yeah. Heinz tell them just stay as you are um, <laughs> you are perfect to the end bye boom no um, yeah I guess like for all of us I think if we take a look at our lives we probably don't look as much like Jesus as we should mm. like speak he, for yourself <laughs> sorry <Nan. laughs> yeah like he he's the goal and so i guess um taking a look at yourself and realizing that we're not like jesus is a helpful mm. place to start um yeah. i remember a while ago i read this book where it quoted this like business equation thing okay uh, and it's like an equation for change and okay. it's basically i think somebody created it with the idea of i think they're like a business coach or something of where they go in and try and help with organization change yeah, yeah. And there's like a yeah this uh, equation for organizational change and i think obviously it's not great for faith but i think it's quite it's quite a helpful framework for working out how can we become more like jesus mm. uh, like what steps can i take and it's like the change is equal to how dissatisfied you are okay. coupled with a clear desired state so i guess for us it's like a clear view of Jesus and who we want to become and mm -hmm. um, the kind of person we want to become coupled with practical steps of how we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. All of that uh, is coupled with the cost of that change. Sure. And so I guess for us as uh, people who want to, who want to change, who want to be more like Jesus is we need to become dissatisfied with who we are yeah. with, um, I guess with our character, the way that we're, we're looking at Jesus, we need to get mm. a clear view of who Jesus is, the kind of stuff that he did, the kind of person that he was. We need to have clear practical steps of how we're going to spend time with him, how yeah. we're going to grow in some of those areas. And then we need to really be up for the cost yeah. of that. And I think all of that stuff together is going to help us look more like Jesus. I've just given you an equation. I don't even know if it makes sense. <laughs> no, it really does. Um, I think that's so good. Um, I think it's like, like, yeah, like you said, like it's important to see that we don't look like Jesus mm. and like it, it's it's okay because it's like none of us look like Jesus but also we don't have the steps to take we can also see that like it's not don't be crying because you don't look like Jesus <laughs> but he has to act like how we can go about that and how we can um, start to look like him because he's so loving and he wants what's good for us um and yeah as part of that like um like having that clear vision and what steps you need to take like find your people find the people who are going to disciple you um if that is one-on-one -on -one mentor find that person um if you want to mentor someone like step into that like that can be something that's so so valuable mm. um and be intentional about that if you are in a friendship discipleship discipleship situation um like take the time to have the hard conversations and the intense conversations because they are so of value and that's when the discipleship really happens um i think also a really good question to ask yourself um is what will you look like in five years? Not in terms of like career or um, age, <laughs> but actually like in terms of your character, like in five, five, 10 years time, will you be more like Jesus? Um, and if you think about that and you think the answer is no, like what changes can you make? Because um, even just the small moments that we have in the day to day add up to the person we're becoming, add up to to who we're going to look like in five years. Mm. Um, so making those choices now of thinking, ah, oh, do I want? I want to look more like Jesus. Like yeah. I want to be looking different later. You know. Yeah, I think that's such a helpful question because I think, uh, like we were talking about earlier, like if you're not careful, like, all of us are being formed, all becoming yeah. somebody 
regardless of if we're intentional or not, we're going to be a different person in 10 years time to who we are today. Yeah. It's just, is that person going to look more like Jesus? And I think it's really helpful to look at your life and kind of ask yourself, like, am I setting myself up for a win here or in 10 years time, uh, am I going to still be struggling? Because like, um, ages ago, I remember someone telling me this thing of where kind of like almost doing like a bit of an audit of your life Mm -hmm. of like uh, for a week, like writing down everything that you do. So like, I don't know, Monday morning, you wake up, you're on your phone for half an hour, then you shower, then you drive to work and mm-hmm. then you listen to this podcast or, or whatever, yeah. doing that for a week. And then like at the end of the week, looking at that week as a whole, looking at your regular habits and being like, are these things pushing me closer to Jesus or are they pulling me away? So almost like literally writing on the thing, like an arrow up if it's pointing you closer to Jesus or an arrow yeah. down if it's pulling you away. And I think, kind of when you look at when you get a little bit granular with your life and like look at stuff like that mm. like if you step back and like basically 95 percent of the things you're doing are pulling you away from jesus the chances are in 10 years time you're not gonna look yeah. more like him yeah and so like i wouldn't say this is like fun stuff to do <laughs> like it's not what <laughs> it i spend scary. I'm not gonna it's not what i spend my weekends <laughs> doing but i think every once in a while it's helpful just to kind of have a look at this sort of thing mm. and i've also heard of i i've never done it but um I know people who have, they do these like spiritual MOTs of where like okay. once a year they'll kind of like look and be like, am I more generous now than I was a year ago? Like okay, yeah. almost like look at their bank account and be like, am I, yeah, where's my finances going? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. am I kinder now than I was a year ago? Yeah. Or how much time have I spent with Jesus recently? And yeah. I think, or how many times have I prayed for the sick recently? Mm. Uh, and I think they're kind of scary things, but I think they're helpful with that idea of looking where we're going and, um, when you know what it is, you can make, you can make a change or yeah, where you can definitely. then schedule those things in or whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it definitely helps to like quantify the idea of looking like Jesus because it does sound really abstract, but actually being like practically mm. seeing how that's like happening. Um, and yeah, an important part of that is like knowing who Jesus is. <laughs> like we've talked about like, yes, you need to look more like Jesus, whatever. Yeah. But if we don't know what Jesus looks like, it's pretty hard to look like him. Um, so like if you're listening to this and you're like yes I want to look more like Jesus how do I do that find out about who Jesus is um, like read your bible um, read about who he is something that um, I did a while ago was reading through I think it was the gospel of John or something and um, highlighting everything that described him whenever they described like not just like oh he was average looking <laughs> which the bible does actually say <laughs> but no not just like what he looked like but actually um if said like he was compassionate um yeah like i even i highlighted like jesus wept that he was um that he was sad sometimes you know what I mean? like, i highlighting that he was an emotional person as well that like finding out who what his personality was um to not just to fall in love with him but also to then see who i want to be like you know mm. yeah yeah i think yeah you got to start with reading reading the bible and seeing who jesus is because i think like you can't become like someone that you don't know what they look like mm. I, I remember uh, i was listening to a amy listens to this like history podcast okay and she, she's cool she's relevant <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh we were in the car i was listening along and it was about when uh, it was this whole podcast thing about when the british people discovered australia uh-huh. and um uh they were kind of like collecting plants and and animals and drawing them and taking it back home or whatever and anyway these guys had gone out and they'd found a kangaroo for the first time like the first time that the british had seen a kangaroo and they shot it and then which is like (laughs) fantastic cheers guys um but then they skinned it and they brought this skin back to the boat and Mm. got their like 
artist guy to try and draw what a kangaroo looks like. Oh, interesting. And you can guess that it looked nothing <laughs> like what a kangaroo looks like. Yeah. That story took way too long <laughs> and was way too random. It was quite a complex story, but yeah. we know where you're going. But like all of that to say is that you can't become like Jesus if you don't know what, mm. what, what he looks like. We've, like. The world's got an idea of what the world thinks God looks like. And in reality, unless you're getting it from the Bible, it's probably not quite who he is. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, let's be formed by that rather than what the world says. Yeah, definitely. That's so good. Um, and also like we were saying with when you are weary and when it gets hard like go back to the simple gospel spend time with Jesus spend time with God coming back to that place that he empowers us to look more like him like he isn't mm. just sending us off on his on our own that he gave us the Holy Spirit and he like he's championing us to look more like him so we're not by ourselves in this journey um, and this discipleship is not something that we're doing solo that we have um we have heaven behind us and that God wants us to do yeah. well. So spending time with him and feeling the weight of his love and mercy for us um, before we even attempt a day, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah, that's it. I think it's all God. Like it's not something yeah. we do on our own for God. It's God that does something in us. Mm. Um, I, there was a quote I heard ages ago. Uh, no idea who it's by. They're probably not going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> so it's fine. But it was something along the lines of uh, without us, he won't. Without him, we can't. Um, and it's talking about the subject thing of like God's not going to do something to us without our permission. Yeah. But we can't do it without without His help. And yeah, so when yeah, we put yeah. ourselves in a position to let God work through us, that's the point. That, yeah. That, that we hit change. No, no, we, we've talked for ages. We have talked for let's ages. Let's bring this thing to All land. Right, let's land this plane. Thank you guys so much for listening. Genuinely, this has been so so fun, and we really hope you enjoy what we have to say. Genuinely, let us know um, what you think. Let all feedback is welcome. Um, and if there's anything you want us to talk about or anything that you maybe want us to push into a little bit more that we've mentioned um, let us know we might just we might just do it or we might just post about it um, yeah 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 so, fantastic goodbye have a great day week year life and we'll see you next time <laughs> see you next time bye bye